0: Everyone's in their own world. How we choose to interact with others, especially during a worldwide pandemic, can say a lot about our relationships with others. My name is Vanessa Rivera. I'm a junior studying journalism and digital media at Marquette University. To be real, COVID-19 is turning everyone's world upside down. There's millions of people suffering the effects of it. We can't socially interact like we used to. There's a lot wrong with this reality, but what are the positives? This podcast series will highlight how COVID-19, while still being a struggle, has also brought about some notable experiences. This is Pandemic Relief. Over 100,000 positive cases a day, 10 million cases so far. The United States is spreading COVID-19 rapidly, and that's just one country. Worldwide, there's over 50 million cases and counting. The numbers have been rising since the first case in December of 2019. Today is November 21st, to put that in perspective for you. Dr. Anthony Fauci is the nation's top infectious disease expert, according to ABC News. He predicted four months ago that the U.S. would eventually reach over 100,000 cases a day if things don't change. His prediction came true on November 4th. The country reached nearly 108,000 cases just that day. As the Northern Hemisphere enters its winter months, the flu season begins. Symptoms from the flu are very similar in people who have COVID-19. From difficulty breathing, chest pains, muscle pain, fever or cough, it can be hard to tell what's what.
1: When I first had it, I had like the stuffy nose, congestion, a little sore throat. I had like a slight cough, nothing super serious. Um, I had a little bit of chest pains. After I got tested, I lost my sense of taste and smell. Um, I had really bad muscle aches, like really bad. Like even like pain medicine didn't help. My stomach really hurt. Like I couldn't really keep food down very long.
2: And then I also felt like a tightness in my chest um, I was like, okay, maybe that, you know, that's, that's a symptom of coronavirus. Later, I got tired and I had a stuffy nose and I lost my taste and smell.
3: I had the chills, I was exhausted constantly, like literally just walking around my house was tiring.
0: All three of the people you've just heard from had symptoms of the flu, but one symptom stands out for a couple of them, the loss of taste and smell which isn't listed as a typical symptom for the flu, but it's a symptom for COVID-19. While millions of people are testing positive, not everyone's experience is the exact same. There's a Facebook page called Market Ticket Exchange. The page is meant to sell and buy tickets to sports games, but without sports, it's more so people selling random items, asking others to take surveys, and more. I decided to make a post on November 21st asking the Marquette community to describe the pandemic in one word. The variety I received paints how different this journey has been for everyone. Unstable, growth, chaos, sadness, patience, self-discipline, depressing, adapting, frustrating. Each word carries its own story that a lot of people will never get to hear. But I have a few stories from Zoom calls for those listening in. And of course, each story has its happy side. For many, this pandemic has been
2: unproductive.
0: That's Kaylee Starl. She's a sophomore at Marquette University. She found out she was positive during a hard time for every student.
2: Within like 30 minutes, I got the results that I was positive. And so this was during midterms week. So I was trying to take my midterm and like I was getting tons of calls because they were trying to move me out of Schrader Hall and move me to like one of the quarantine dorms. I was like begging them for more time so I could take my midterm and then pack my stuff for the week. And then later that day, MUPD came and picked me up put me in, like, a little police car. Like, it's like it's like a jail cell in the back of the car. It's like, where they put you.
0: Starl tested positive along with a group of friends she hangs out with. Her mother tested positive the same day. All came out healthy, but her mother, who's still experiencing symptoms.
2: I don't know. She looks like she lost a lot of weight. And she hasn't been eating. She's been throwing up every day. She just didn't look like herself. Like, my mom's usually a really tough person. And so when I saw her, like, she was... It was so obvious that something was wrong. Like, she couldn't even walk up the stairs.
0: Even with times being hard, Star recognizes the way that people are uniting.
2: I think especially as a younger generation students on Marquette, I feel like a majority of people have been good about kind of coming together to try and, you know, stop the spread and just be more mindful of other, like, you don't know what other people are going through.
0: The pandemic has also been...
2: Transformative,
0: says Ali Brotz, a recent graduate at Marquette. She contracted the virus after seeing a family member who was exposed to someone else that had it. And that isn't the only difficult experience she's had.
3: I just thought that, like, I was run down because my, I just, I had to put my cat down in a little pandemic, I know. And so I was really sad about that. So I was like, oh, I'm just run down because that happened, blah, blah, blah. And then I would, then like two days later, I got more sick. And my dad was like, hey, I tested positive, and then my mom tested positive, and then I tested positive, and then here we are.
0: During her time with COVID-19, Brat's friends checked in on her from a distance. And even after the virus isn't infectious and she's medically cleared, the quarantine didn't end there for her.
3: Once you quarantine for 10 days, like people socially still don't want to see you at all. I say that for like my friends or my family, no one wanted to see me until at least like a month after. I, I don't think people realize that and it's it's very detrimental to mental health, I'll say that much.
0: Bratz is recognizing the change going on in the world, including in herself.
3: I feel like it's changed me and I feel like a lot of people have felt that way. We never thought we'd be living through a historical event. I mean, we make memes out of it, but it's true. We, Whoever thought that we'd be sitting here having a quarantine, having hundreds of thousands of people dying
0: The change doesn't end there. Lots of businesses and companies are finding different ways to accommodate for their audiences. Bratz notes that many people are finding different ways to do things.
3: I think it's made people get really creative. (laughs) Like in a pandemic sense, just overall, it's incredible to see all the things that people are doing differently. And all the ideas people are coming up with, like, I don't know, like when talk shows were going like online and they were doing the shows from their homes.
0: As for many others, the pandemic has been... Scary. That's Katie Seibert, a friend of mine from back home in Illinois. She tested positive in September of this year while studying at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, even after taking any precautions she could. Hearing that she was positive was an emotional ride.
1: I went in my car to, like, head back to my dorm, and they called me, like, 10 minutes after, and they were like, um, your test is positive. We're going to need you to come back. And I was like... I literally, like, broke down in the car because, like, I, I didn't understand how
0: I got it. One of the scariest things for Sybert is the long-term effects no one knows about. Since this is something new for everyone, it's not clear what the future could look like for those who have tested positive.
1: You know, I don't know how long this is going to last. Um, I still, like, have a very sensitive stomach. I sometimes, like, at night, my heart will just race randomly when it didn't do that before. I still haven't regained my sense of taste and smell, and it's been almost three months,
0: two and a half. Social media is a big way that Cybert tries connecting with other people, but not every post she sees and interaction she has is what she would hope for.
1: It's frustrating to see on social media people, you know, still going to parties, still still not being very smart about it. Um, so that's the kind of downside of social media, because you, like, you see what you're missing out on, but you also know you're being safe and you're also being frustrated due to these
0: people not taking it seriously and them like not getting affected by it. Regardless of what she sees online, Cybert has her family and friends to keep those social ties.
1: I feel like I've grown closer to my family in a sense when we like had the big lockdown and the kind of beginning of this, we all kind of had to, you know, stick stick to each other you know like we can't really go out and hang with like family and stuff so we kind of just I feel like we grew closer I feel like I grew closer to some of my friends because we would like zoom and we would like watch movies online
0: together and stuff. While cyber grows those bonds with the people she cares for she sees the world coming together and becoming aware of those around us. I feel like it's kind of brought people together to Just be more aware of that there's other people out there in this world,
1: not just them. You know, it's, I feel like it's making people a lot less selfish. It's just crazy that there's, that this is happening, you know, like this is going to be written in history
0: books and textbooks that, you know, down the line our kids could be reading. Even for those who haven't tested positive for this disease, the experience has been challenging, says Asia Stover. Stover is a family member of mine who had a baby during the time of this pandemic. While she didn't contract COVID-19, the pandemic aged as she got closer to giving birth. Stover found out in December she was pregnant. That's when Wuhan, China identified the cluster of pneumonia that resulted in this disease. Stover gave birth June 30th to her son, Nico, right before the peak of the pandemic in July for the U.S.
4: When you're in the delivery room, like, they only allow one person to be with you when that's an event that you would want as many people in the room as you can have, you know what I mean? So that was very challenging for me, especially for my first pregnancy.
0: With the pandemic still growing, taking care of Nico, who has a lower immune support as a baby, makes being safe a top priority.
4: It's definitely has been a lot harder, Um, mainly because it's like every time I go out, like if I wanna go to the store to like get him some formula, Like, I have to be worried, did I come in contact with anybody? Or like, after work, leaving work, like the very first thing I do when I get home is I get in the shower because like, I can't tend to his needs until I know that I'm clean, you know?
0: Despite the struggles, the new joy in her life surpasses all the bad things going on regarding this pandemic. That
4: was the best day of my life. And it's so weird because during the time when you're just so stressed out and you're scared... You don't think that, but then like the days after you're like that, I literally said to my mom, I'm like, that was probably the best day of my life. And I don't think words can describe it. Like you just have to experience it yourself and it'll be a whole different kind of love that you have and a whole different kind of passion you have
0: towards life. I'd say this pandemic has been draining. I'm grateful to say I haven't contracted COVID-19, but I've had a couple exposures causing me to quarantine or isolate. Being a college student during this time can feel especially difficult. One way that Marquette University is handling the pandemic is through the COVID-19 response team. The team finds ways for the Marquette community to stay active in the institution while mitigating the spread. Stephen Hudson-Merritt is the chair of digital media and performing arts in the Deidre College of Communication. For him, the pandemic is also challenging. Hudson Merritt is a co-chair in the External Contact Subcommittee within the response team, along with Rana Altenberg, the Vice President for Public Affairs. The response team consists of six subcommittees with about 100 subject matter experts from Marquette's faculty and staff.
5: That team is really a miraculous team of people from student affairs, people from academic affairs, people from facilities and management, um, a lot of really talented behind-the-scenes people who are giving their best to make sure that we can mitigate all risk towards all constituents on campus.
0: Hudson Merritt and Altenburg deal a lot with the students and how people may come on and off campus.
5: We look at anything that has to do with events, Um, so like student events. We have a a touch on like medical clinics, and it's not that we run them, but we just have a, a Touch point with that. Certainly, any of the student activities, student events like theater and music and dance, and that might have an audience, how do we address that? Even with a full team of experts,
0: faculty, and staff, the pandemic brings a sense of uncertainty. It's something the world is learning to deal with and handle every day. That stands true for Marquette's response
5: team. This has been like no one has the answer, right? And when we walked in the door in March, we're like, how do we do this? Um, and I had many times where I was like, what am I doing in this room? <laughs> Why do you need me? Um, I hope I've been able to help.
0: Hudson Merritt and Altenberg have been meeting with a response team at 8.15 a.m. since March 9th. Recently, they started to get Fridays
5: off. It's been, an, it's been a fascinating experience, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> While Hudson Merritt hasn't had anyone in his family, including himself, contract the virus, he feels the loss of connection with students. But he does get more connection with his daughter, who's a junior at Marquette. She was meant to study abroad in France all of the school year, but instead, she lives back at home.
5: We take regular walks we, um, with my, my wife and my two daughters, and uh, we are like television bingers. We watch a lot of television together, which in a normal year wouldn't happen. And so there's a time where we're reconnecting with what's important, um, that I'm not sure would have happened normally.
0: The beginning of this pandemic was the start of something many people didn't expect.
5: March was chaos, right? We, no one knew what to do and no one knew how, we just didn't know. It feels like we're, we're moving towards figuring it out. Um, now we just need to get everybody to do what we know they need to do, which is, you know, stay home and wear your mask for a little while.
0: We've come a long way since places began to shut down in March. That's everything for this podcast series. It was great spreading the positivity during difficult times while still touching on the reality of what's going on in the world. Everyone is experiencing this together in some shape or form. I'd like to thank all of the guests I've had the pleasure of speaking with. Remember, this isn't over until we can make it better. Wear your mask and stay home as much as you can. And try to remind yourself of the positive things going on around you. I'm Vanessa Rivera and you've listened to Pandemic Relief.